Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey guys, Matt Donald here. I can't find the microphone. It's behind the couch somewhere. And I need to get this episode out. So I'm recording it from this distant place. Where could it be? It's 20,000 leagues under the couch at this point. I have no idea, but the show must go on! If you want more professional content like this, then you can subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash matthewdonald. This month we're talking about the Speculative Evolutionary Dinosaur Project, or something like that. It's called SPEC for short. It's a website that details a speculative evolution of dinosaurs, about what would happen if they didn't go extinct, what would they evolve, what would they turn into all the crazy designs it's great we talk about it links in the description before you can sign up to the patreon thank you for your support have a good day now i'm off to find my mic i'm so professional roar growl snarl bellow Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast that, like the Dilophosaurus of Jurassic Park, adds a bunch of unnecessary stuff that ignores the science of the real animal. <laughs> My name is Matthew Donald, and each week I, in a rotating series of guest co-hosts, talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by a friend of mine who we were just talking about a bunch of stuff related to the Lost World. <laughs> I don't know how else to bring you up uh, right now. It's Ben O'Regan. How are you? Hey, you and everybody. And to quickly sum that up, we were just talking about how in the film adaption of it, the main characters, the heroes, if you will, like Ian Malcolm and that, well, not so much him, but Sarah Harding and Nick Van Owen, they aren't yeah. all that heroic with some of their behaviour. Not that what they did was wrong, but it, just the way the movie came across was a bit... Ugh. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Right, right, absolutely. Like, I don't know how to vocabulize like it. it, just something about it bothers me. It bothers me, too, because, like, again, we won't get too much into it because we talk about this uh, hmm. a bit briefly, but it is related to dinosaur stuff. It's like, I don't know, like, they're, they're presented, they're treated as if they're good guys, they're treated as if they're right, but the movie never acknowledges their mistakes. It, hmm. make, it wants you to believe that these are brilliant people and the bad guys are bad guys. Yeah, like, but... we both agree that they were right to free the dinosaurs from the cages, but at the same time, the film should right. acknowledge that probably got some people killed, if not wounded. Stealing the oh, ammo um, meant the T-Rex squashed a few people, and that directly led, um, along with Sarah Harning, somehow forgetting to change her jacket and ripped pack. Exactly. Led to uh, over 100 people, oh. roughly, or maybe a bit Including... Under, yeah, getting killed including, by the Including, here, here's what I'm going to do this. Hmm. Listen to this brilliant segue here. Hmm. Including the Robert Backer uh, hmm. type, uh, you know, who was brought, put in because Jack Horner was the paleontological consultant for these movies. And speaking of Jack Horner, 
We're talking about Torosaurus, <laughs> of which Jack Horner, our chimney of the show, is Edmund as very... a Triceratops, or that Triceratops yep, is a Torosaurus. Yep, yep. He's got some very strong opinions about it, and it's created a lot of controversy. Yeah. And my choose just uh, go back to working on hadrosaurs, mate. Don't talk about animals that you're not specialized in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not or that like I want to shut him up packing. or anything. Right, no, again, I've always said, like, he seems like actually a really nice guy. Mm. Like, he was, like, one of the, fig- the talking heads in Alien Planet, mm. and he was very soft-spoken and nice and that cameo and so i'm, I'm sure he's, he's, he's just, just trying to be like the equivalent of an uh paleontological shit stirrer for lack of a better word like where he tries to upset the apricot <laughs> to stop thinking from getting too conformed oh no i think it's exactly what he is he's <laughs> he try he tries to like he doesn't want the science to remain stagnant so he hmm. tell he encourages people to like almost like like a like a paleontological petard if you will yeah. <laughs> like someone who blows up stuff to try and create chaos <laughs> in a way that moves it forward unfortunately know. when it comes to popular culture and depictions of dinosaurs that has bad effects insofar as oh, Tyrannosaurus for a while oh oh god the whole scavenger thing scavenger but no Taurosaurus Taurosaurus it means perforated lizard perforated revolves refers to the uh, holes and holes in its skull mm. uh, the fenestre which we'll get into because that's a very key thing and that's that part of where that whole debate with Horner comes from where he thinks it's a triceratops its skull's gotten bigger as it's gotten older and matured and the holes have developed to save weight or something right because the well, well yeah. yeah exactly we'll get into it so a type mm. is a chasmosaurine ceratopsid a group of horned dinosaurs includes triceratops triceratops pentaceratops chasmosaurus itself uh, chasmosaurus yes itself yep nope um this species will come up later for sure doesn't uh, include stereachosaurus though that's uh part no of those the are the centrosaurine yeah mm. yeah yeah uh, size 25 to 30 feet, so 7.5 to 9 meters long, 46 tons. Diet herbivore. Time, Lake Cretaceous, 68 to 66 million years ago. So once again, this is one of the victims mm. of the that damn story. <laughs> there are three known species of um, Taurosaurus, although one's no longer considered valid. Taurosaurus latius, Taurosaurus gladius, which is the one that's no longer valid. And Taurosaurus utahensis. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, there's a lot of different species like that. It, it, some of which might have been... <laughs> Certain things differences know, in but... the species for all we know. Yep. All right, so location all across uh, Western North America, from Saskatchewan to Texas, as subcontinent at mm. the time called Laramidia. Described in 1891, pop culture appearances, it was actually the main ceratops he had featured in Walking with Dinosaurs rather than Triceratops. Which only appears as a corpse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. An unusual choice that might have been influenced by one Jack Horner, but like you said, a baby Triceratops does appear later as a, cor- as a corpse. Mm. Um, it may have just been because they wanted to give a slightly lesser known animal more screen time. Makes sense, because, like, all the other animals are, like... Stock dinosaurs. Uh, like, the, the stock dinosaurs. Well, like, even a, a Natto-Titan, which isn't its own species anymore, that would, that would be Edmontosaurus. So yeah. then you have, like, T-Rex, Ankylosaurus, Edmontosaurus... Quetzalcoatlus. What? Quetzalcoatlus. A really, really terrible Quetzalcoatlus. Mm. <laughs> like, that one's so bad. It's such an obviously a... Uh, Reskin Ornithocarus. Exactly, and the neck's all wrong, and like even back then we knew its neck was not that short. Isn't there also a Dinosuchus or Dinosuchus, whoever you pronounce it? In there the is. It's 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 orange for some reason, which is kind of funny. Um, Probably because it came from Bikini Bottom. <laughs> it got tainted by the pineapple like under the sea. Well, apparently that place is has radioactive, according to SpongeBob lore. So, <laughs> like, makes sense why there's so much chaos going on down there. He's also in Jurassic Park Operation Genesis, Jurassic Park Builder, Jurassic World Evolution, and the Korean movie Dinosaur King. Dinosaur King? I actually haven't seen that. Or just Dino King, I think is what it's called. It's the one. It's uh, 
It's these kind of kid movies. They think they're on Netflix, released on American Netflix. Ah. It's about like a Tarbosaurus living among dinosaurs, and then he hatches, and then he has his life. He has he has some sisters, and then they die, and then he has a wife, and then the wife dies. He's a mate, I guess, and then his second mate nearly dies, and it's just it's just him and his son by the end. So I guess his second mate does die. There's a lot of there's a lot of sad death in it, but then he finally saves his son from this like. It, it, it's not meant to be realistic. There's a lot of cool species, but there's definitely a lot of mm. speculative stuff in there. And it's like he's, even though he's a Tarbosaurus, his main enemy is a T-Rex <laughs> called One Eye because he only has one eye. So, <laughs> if you want an interesting is, little derail there, it turns out the leading theory with Tyrannosaurus now is that it and Tarbosaurus are closely related, if not the same, and that Tyrannosaurus is actually an Asian immigrant into North America and displaced like um, the Displatosaurids and Albertosaurus and their relatives. Yeah, yeah. That's why, because like Tarbosaurus is basically Asian T Rex. Mm. Like it's like it's. In fact, there was a time where I think I don't even I don't think it's a thing anymore. But they, there was a theory proposed where like it's not Tarbosaurus, it's T Batar instead of T Rex. Yeah, basically, uh, the, they're as closely related as say the North American Smilodon and the South American one. As the oh, so Smilodon Fatalist and Smilodon Populator. Yeah, so sort of like, like that, but maybe with a different so, naming structure. I don't claim to be an expert. Something like that. So in that subject, like some dinosaurs seem similar. Some dinosaurs are more similar than others. Some are so, so, so similar that they're the unsuspecting victim of a nefarious paleontologist's unending quest to disrupt the ways of science and combine every dinosaur that even looks even remotely similar to a single species. Like the Megalosaurus of old, all dinosaurs within a single group are the same within one Jack Horner's ever-naughty and corrupting eyes. Okay, I'm exaggerating. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's basically... Well, look, look, Jack Warner's on the show. Hey, Jack Warner. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just maybe silly. T- please... <laughs> no, please tell us, Jack Warner, why did you decide to get rid of Triceratops and turn into an adult Taurosaurus, even though Triceratops was described first and therefore takes priority? Because... La, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. There you have it, folks. <laughs> the official reason. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Okay, I'm exaggerating, of course, but it was Jack Horner's idea, claiming that Triceratops was the sub-adult and Taurosaurus was the adult, despite the fact that they're pretty much already the same size and they have very different yeah. skulls. And that very um, theory of his was influential enough that it even made its way into the Telltale Jurassic Park game, where it's oh, mentioned I think I remember by that, um, yeah. Jerry Harding's daughter, the half-sister of Sarah Harding, even though, timeline-wise, that isn't even the theory around the 91-93 period Jurassic Park takes place in. Yeah, that wasn't even proposed at that point. Mm. Um, but so, uh, like... Uh, Echronism, basically. The skulls, like, for instance. Mm. Like, skulls don't seem to matter in Horner's eyes. They're like Pachycephalosaurus, Sticky Mark, and Dracorex. And I mean, He's I like, can oh, understand, a- like, the... Like, although, like I've mentioned in the past, I don't agree with that with the um, Pachycephalosaurids. But, like, some animal yeah. skulls do change quite dramatically. Like, if you look at a... I mean... If you look at a baby human skull, um, the jaw right. is like real creepy with right. it. There's like all these different layers of teeth. Yeah. Yeah. No, like there's anamorphic stuff in it for sure, but not to the point where something mm. has a bunch of spikes and then it loses the spikes. The spikes get reabsorbed into the dome. It's like, name another animal that does yeah, that. That kind of thing happens in amphibians, not in humans. Yeah, I was going to say, is, is Draco Rex a pachycephalosaurus tadpole? Like, is that what you're suggesting? Mm. Uh, I think it's more likely that they're just they're all extremely closely related and all came from a very common ancestor oh like, I'm sure uh, oh, the Galapagos Finches type situation that's assuming one's not ancestral to the other or something or it's right even... right right and, I, and again, yeah. again I could see Sticky Mark and Draco Rex being the same species more than I could see the two of them like, being male or female morphs for example yeah like I could or... see Draco Rex mm. being like a female Sticky Mark or something so um, mm. 
but like I don't, th- I think they're both. Or it could be something. that it's Digimolux, the female one, if they are in fact the same one. Like, because sometimes the females have the more impressive the fences and color than the males, or it's usually that's true, the other that's way true. around with that kind of dimorphism. But yeah, but so here's the thing about the skulls. And this is why it goes to Taurosaurus. Most Ceratopsians have a th- what's called fenestrae, which are two hmm. window-like holes within the skull that keep it light. Some depictions of Ceratopsians even have these holes visible in the living animals, such as the Cynoceratops in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Hmm. Well, that's unlikely for them to be visible in the in real life. I suppose th- made it look unique. It does make it look unique, and I don't say it's, I don't see why it would would be impossible. Like, who can say? Ah, <laughs> hmm. uh, no, the point is, Torosaurus had those holes, same as most Ceratopsians, which makes sense as the frill was freaking enormous, because Torosaurus hmm. had the biggest skull of any land animal ever. In fact, so hmm. even with the lightweight bones that dinosaurs have as relatives of avians, yeah, um, but those were more the avian been ones. A pain. The, the yeah, Sora, the even so- the skull would be a pain to lift without those holes. Yeah. Is basically what I was trying to say. The Saurischians were definitely more lightweight than the, the Ornithischians, and this was an Ornithischian. Mm. So, oh, that's why, yeah, Ornithischians never produced anything as big as a blimmin' um, sauropod because the sauropods had the lightweight bird bones. Even I mean, ex- except for like you know, for what is it, the the pseudosauropods are evolved from <laughs> Edmontosaurids in uh, in speculative evolution project. God, I love that thing. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, but that doesn't not count. in real life. No, although Shantungasaurus was pretty damn big. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, all right. Uh, in fact, I think Shantungasaurus is the biggest non-sauropod dinosaur. <laughs> Yeah, and mind you, when you think about it, yeah, they do approach sauropod body range, something, but they don't have the problem sauropods have where they've got to have a long-ass tail and a long-ass neck. So that's <laughs> probably why they can get that big. Exactly, exactly. So since the Taurosaurus had such a big skull, it needed to light, lighten the load a little, so uh, it had those fester. But the thing is, Triceratops, unusually, does not have these holes. Its skull is solid. And it's also a lot shorter than other Chasmosaurian Ceratopsians. Like, most of the time, the Chasmosaurian Ceratopsians, like Taurosaurus, Chasmosaurus, and Pentaceratops, Pentaceratops had long skulls. While the Centaurosaurian mm. Ceratopsids, like Styracosaurus, Regaliceratops, and Nasutoceratops, had much shorter skulls. But Triceratops was a Chasmosaurian Ceratopsian with a short frill. Mm. And what's more, it did not have finestrae. So I guess I can see, like, maybe the logic that Jack Horner had if, he, if I had dumped doo-doo goggles on. I'm even <laughs> looking at a Wikipedia thing showing the two types of skulls there, and it, and it, it doesn't add up. No. Like, see, no, Taurosaurus not only has those holes, but they're so big it gets its name Perforated Lizard in reference to those enormous holes, and there's no evidence of the formation of the fenestrae being part of the Ceratopsian maturation sequence. Like, there's one that shows a Triceratops um, Forus's skull with a, a Taurosaurus Latius skull, and so even then, if you could buy that the skull would get like that, the, the actual shape of the frill seems to change in addition to getting bigger if they are in fact one and the same. And so does the front of the skull. Like, for some reason, the two top horns get shorter, the nasal horn gets shorter, and then there's an extra hole, or the at least rather the shape, the shape changes around the nostril holes and the beak. I just don't buy it. Exactly. Well, the thing is, this is, I think uh, you said there was an anachronistic about the uh, theory being thought of in the 90s, because apparently it was, th- it was mm. 2010 when Horner first came up with this mm. series. Horner and his cronies first came and up with this And that game was from 2012, so, yeah. Yeah, but then, since it took place in the 90s, yeah, exactly. Now, I here's the thing. The way, why it appeared in Jurassic Park was like the in-universe logic for a B, well, InGen's clone the animals, they would know they looked at the skulls or something. Right, right. But here's the thing. In 2022, it seemingly got disproven for good when specimens found in Canada's Frenchman formation were identified as subadult Taurosaurus. Because that was one of the big, big uh, issues. Oh, is, 
yeah, was that like there had been no found subadult Taurosaurus. Uh, and, uh, and they thought, so maybe the Triceratops is a subadult Taurosaurus. But the subadult hmm. Taurosaurus they found in 2022 indeed looked morphologically different from Triceratops. So yay, good triumphs once more. Like, <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> Although, again, I should stress that my animosity towards Jack Warner is mostly played for laughs. Curse <laughs> like, you, Matthew. Uh, you, you. You'll get me next time, Horner, I'm sure. But Mr. Jaja Binks, flush him down the toilet, sir? Ah, uh, sure. Go flush Horner down the toilet. Send Woo! Horner down the crapper. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Again, I'm sure he's a very nice man. <laughs> We're just being goofy. We're just being goofy. No one, I do not wish any Ill will on the man as a whole. But no. So I know we're talking about like mainly just the, our knowledge of the creature rather than the creature itself. In terms of Taurosaurus itself, I don't know, basically is pretty much just Triceratops with a longer skull. Maybe Horner was on to something. Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> mm. what, what would you really say that was different about it? So anyway, so that's basically Taurosaurus. Let's rate it 1 out of 65 million. Uh, I would give it like a like a thirty two million. Like it gets mainly pity points for for me yeah. because of the whole Triceratops thing. But uh, I mean, okay. Here's my controversial opinion, though. I actually think this is, mm. and I forget I forget what I rated Triceratops. So this so maybe this I already mm. made it low, but I actually think this animal looks cooler than Triceratops. Well, I think Triceratops the has got a pretty pathetic um, frill, sir. I mean, the frill is the most distinctive part of Triceratops for sure, but I like it longer, like mm. with Taurosaurus. It looks yeah, that's what that I mean. Way. Taurosaurus is longer, and in other Chasmosaurines, they've actually got like lots of little horns around it. Or well, that's why like, Pentaceratops is called what it is. got a really elaborate one. Yeah, because Pentaceratops is called mm. what it is because it looks like it has uh, five, five horns, horns, but those those other two horns are uh, the the ones on its cheekbones. They're not really horns. <laughs> So. Oh yeah, the ones that in the uh, speculated dinosaur project, some of the oh those actually came out. Were, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Oh. Yeah, they actually evolve into new um, tusk and horns because the Cenoceratopsians are Protoceratopsian descendants. Ugh, God, spec rocks. Go find it, listeners. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, you man. can easily right. find it on um, the speculative evolution wiki. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, well that's it for this week. If, oh wait, did you rate it? Ah, uh, twelve point five million because Horner tanked. <laughs> uh, I heard that, young man. No, no, he came out of the toilet. No, <laughs> go back in the toilet, you old fart. <laughs> All right. He evolved into a ghoulie. Oh no, he evolved from Jack Horner to Jack Spiker. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, alright, well that's it for this week If you've ever seen that monster movies from the 80s With their creepy little green creatures coming out the toilet Yeah, yeah, oh, oh exactly yeah, The ghoulie reference Gotcha, gotcha <laughs> Alright, that's it for this week If you uh, <laughs> if you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact me at MattD at MatthewDonCreator.com for your questions and the co-hosts You can find me on social media at MatthewDonCreator on Facebook And MatthewDon64 everywhere else So like Instagram, tw- Twitter, TikTok, that sort of thing I have a book series on Amazon Megazoke available for print and Kindle. For the life of me, I have no idea if I put Taurosaurus in it, but I feel like maybe I would have put it in, not as a major character, but somewhere. I know I did Triceratops. He was the, the king of the Terranian kingdom, so but uh, which is kind of ironic. It was meant to be ironic, but I don't know if I had a Taurosaurus in there anywhere. I should have put one in there. But uh, anyways, uh, that's basically it. That's it for this week. As I say at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites. La, 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 Jack Horner, no! <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.